Yeah. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to. Let's see what we'll get in there. We could just name it like the Hoodie Club or something like that. Hoodie Club. Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Hoodie Club, the podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, music, and basically just oralize entertainment for fun. I'm your host, Ria, and today we're talking about the album Reputation by Taylor Swift and how Taylor basically reinvented herself during this era and what we can learn from that. So for context on everything leading up to the Reputation era, we need to rewind a bit. Taylor reinvented herself with every new album she put out. Each album would have like a totally new aesthetic and like a slightly different sound. This was done for two main reasons. One, she would have grown as a person since the last album. Taylor would release like a new album every two years, like clockwork. So she would have grown as a person since the last album and naturally would want to try out different things artistically and like would want to write different types of songs. The most drastic of these types of changes was from the album Red to 1989, where Taylor made her transition from country music to pop. Even like with this transition, it wasn't like insanely drastic due to the fact that red did have like some pop and there was like actual lead up to that album and like the other reason for her (laughs) reinventing herself and like having a completely different look and sound each album is simply because she is a woman in the music industry and you kind of need to do that in order to remain relevant women tend to have to work twice as hard as men do but like i mentioned earlier Each era would be roughly two years because the new one would start at a new album and she released like a new album every two years from her debut album to her fifth studio album called 1989. And at the end of each era, she had a habit of like teasing the next one. After Speak Now, she straightened her hair and like wore her hair the way she did during Red. During the end of the Red tour, she cut her hair and like had the 1989 style. So now let's talk about the lead up to reputation. And to do that, we need to also encompass the 1989 era too, because it's all heavily intertwined. In 2014, Taylor released her fifth studio album called 1989, named after the year she was born. And this like really propelled her to the height of her career. She won her second album of the year at the Grammys that year, the first one being for her breakthrough album, Fearless, in 2008. And 2015's highest grossing tour was the 1989 World Tour, with over 2.278 million tickets sold. And she was essentially at the top of the world until 2016, which is where it all just kind of went downhill. So in 2016, Kanye West, who had become friends with Taylor during the 1989 era, um, released a song called Famous with lyrics saying that he was the reason Taylor became famous, referring to the 2009 VMAs when he crashed her acceptance speech. Makes no sense that he thinks he made her famous considering the fact that she was literally winning an award, but that's just my opinion. And that line, along with like the rest of the song, was very misogynistic which Swift did not agree with at all, naturally. So Kanye said that Taylor said it was all right. Taylor said she didn't say it was all right. Lots of he should, see, 
he said, she said situations. Then June of 2016, Kim Kardashian, Kanye's then wife, uh, had released an edited video making it seem like Taylor was lying. This sent like the whole world against her. Kim had like also shaded Taylor and like called her a snake and everything, which led to the rest of the world calling her a snake. In 2019, we did find out that the like the full video came out proving Taylor had never lied, but that wound up happening three years after the incident. So also June 2016 was also June 2016, shortly after Swift ended her public relationship with DJ Calvin Harris. Some fans thought she like wrote the lyrics and like for one of his songs under a pseudonym and she confirmed this information to which the DJ's fans went after her and like called her a snake don't know why i do know why it's because of misogyny but like dude this was like 2016 also taylor was in a three-month public relationship with tom hiddleston shortly after her breakup with harris many thought she moved on too quickly because of that honestly like all the stuff that people were mad about her mad about it didn't make sense for everyone to be that mad at her for all the stuff that happened like people do much much worse and go unscathed but essentially all of that drama of 2016 especially like summer of 2016 led to like taylor doing one collab with zane for a movie having one public performance and then she went into hiding all the stuff from 2016 put the whole world against her and eventually she wound up going into hiding for a year. Like I said before, breaking the two-year clockwork cycle for each album, she wound up wiping clean all of her social media posts until 2017 where she like started cryptically posting videos of a giant withering snake. Many thought she was reclaiming the snake title that Kim Kardashian had given her. Everyone was right. But essentially, like, the way that it was looking in 2017 was all her social media was wiped clean and then suddenly she starts posting cryptic videos until August 24th, 2017 when she releases the lead single for Reputation called Look What She Made Me Do. Iconic video. No one expected this from her. It showed a much darker, edgier aesthetic that was like reflective of the dark snake videos she had been posting earlier. The video itself was like a complete juxtaposition to the lighter, happier, more preppy 1989 era. All of her previous eras too. It was just a dark aesthetic and everything. The video starts out in a graveyard with the corpse of her from one of her previous videos from the 1989 era called Out of the Woods. She's got the same hairstyle and same dress except she's a corpse. The gravestone says here lies Taylor Swift's reputation. Uh, and then like a couple shots later she's bearing a version of her from the 2015 Met Gala essentially saying like the old Taylor's dead. The music video literally has the iconic line, sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. The whole video, she's essentially just like making fun of the her, all her public personas in the past, some of which that she had put up, some of which that the media and other people had said she was. We've got, for a few examples, there's her dictating an army of models because during the 1989 era, she had a large, rather large friend group of primarily models called like the Taylor Swift squad and everything so she's making fun of that all her crazy exes and everything so she had a bunch of guys wear I heart TS shirts and with those things she's talking about how ridiculous like the media portrayal of her was 
there's also her standing on a mountain of all her past personalities. So like her from her outfit during the Speak Now tour or the Red tour or whatever. And like her in the tutu from the Shake It Off music video and everything. All of that. She's also making fun of the Kim Kanye drama by like playing into the character she created and girly reclaiming the snake title. Like, oh, you want me to be the bad guy? Fine, I'll be the bad guy sort of deal. Showing how ridiculous that all was. And then the last line in the music video was I would very much like to be excluded from this narrative, which is making fun of a post that she made talking about the Kim Kanye drama with like her wanting to be excluded from the narrative, not want to talk about it. And everyone was mad at her for that for some reason. And her like ending the video off with that is essentially saying she's taking back the narrative. No more people pleasing to the public. No more staying out of the narrative. This is what happened. This was her side of the story. And that like leads us into the reputation era. The next single for the album was a song called Ready For It. Wonderful song. It's also the first song on the album. So narratively, it's like a great choice for the first song because it's like essentially saying, hey, are you ready to like hear this side of the story and everything? Ready for this whole story to unfold. It being the second single does the same thing of like, her starting to take back the narrative. Lyrically, she's talking to like a romantic interest and is like, are you ready to be in a relationship with me just because of like all the things that the media has portrayed her to be over the last, at that point, it would have been 10, 11 years. During the song, she's essentially describing her partner. The music video also displays a cyber cyber model of her and that model being replaced by a new version in the end. The analogy shows her going from persona to persona in the past. At this point, we've had like two music videos and everything, plus a couple of lyric videos and her like teasing lyrics on social media and everything. And then November 10th, 2017, Reputation is released. So now we're going to like talk about all of the tracks that deal with her taking back the narrative. Uh, We already talked about Ready For It and like how it's like, here's the story. Are you ready to talk about this now? And then the first track that like mentions the drama is Endgame, where, yeah, most of the song she's basically talking to her partner and like how it's hard to be in a relationship with her especially since no one really liked her at that point while she was writing the album there's the lyrics big reputation big reputation you and me we got big reputation you heard about me i got some big enemies essentially like hinting at all of her public feuds she's had in the past and had at that point and the music video also for endgame also showcases a rat and like her talking to the rat which People have had two reactions to some say it's a hit at like the people who she's had feuds with in the past and like the rat personifies those people. Others say it just like strengthens her reclaiming the snake persona. Snakes eat rats. Then the next song that like really talks about all the drama that happened is I Did Something Bad, which is like talking about her last two exes and how people thought she moved on too quickly from them. The song also like really makes fun of the serial dater persona she's had since 2012. Her flying all these guys out to vacation just to like break their heart again um, and everything and like, oh, she did a bad thing and just like making fun of all of that. 
The bridge of this song also has the lyrics, they're burning all the witches even if you aren't one, talking about how everyone was against her for the last couple years and we found out she hadn't done anything. The burning all the bridges, witches even if you aren't one's like an allusion to witch trials that would happen in the past where if you were accused as a witch, you'd be attacked and executed. The next song that like talks about her public persona and like reclaiming it all is Don't Blame Me, where again she's like talking about the idea of like her moving on from her two previous exes to her current partner too quickly. That one's like the most straightforward. It doesn't it's not necessarily about the feuds as much, but rather the persona of her moving on too quickly and everything, which was one of the things that people were upset with for some reason guys do it all the time it's only a problem when a girl does it um after that we have look what you made me do which we really talked about in depth earlier this song lyrically talked probably the most about what happened with everything uh lyrically it's saying how this whole album and essentially this whole album this whole era is a retaliation of all the events of the previous year one of the things with this reinvention that's different um than like all the other previous reinventions was that it was like very unplanned um the other things there's a loose plan for it all before it happens whereas this is a retail this new era was a retaliation to all the drama from 2016 after that we have getaway car which is like essentially her talking about how tom her relationship with tom was kind of like a rebound it's also like a wonderful song i love this song so much getaway car should have been a single next up on like her reclaiming her narrative is this is why we can't have nice things which other than maybe look what she made me do probably talks about it all the most this whole song's a jab at like the kim kanye situation the first verse of the song is like had like lines like feeling gatsby for the whole year and like just she was at the height of her life the 1989 era was basically like her having fun and enjoying her 20s she also mended her really her relationship with kim and kanye from the drama that had happened in 2009 during the vmas and like that was all mended during that era and everything and the song talks about like being stabbed in the back and how none of this would have happened if it weren't for them and like them going against her and how that situation was handled the bridge also talks about how like everyone basically turned on her with line with like the lines um here's to my real friends who didn't care about the he he said she said and here's to my baby who ain't reading what they call me lately here's to my mama who had to listen to all that drama she had her family her partner and like a few friends who didn't turn on her with all that happened versus like her being at the height of her social life during the previous era it was she found out who was fake and who wasn't this is why we can't have nice things also talks about how you don't need to forgive the people who have wronged you especially if they don't care about you you can simply move on and not care and just live your life they don't need your forgiveness you don't owe anyone your forgiveness essentially next song that like talks about all this drama a few songs after that like just talk about her relationship very valid people write songs about the relationships all the time also they're amazing songs um and like the only way that like those songs really relate to all of this is her having to be in hiding and everything or not having to but like her choosing to be in hiding and everything during that period so the relationships were mostly hidden and then the next song that like actually 
talks about it. All the drama and everything that went on during 2016 is Call It What You Want. And how mainly all the other song, um, along with like all the other songs about her partner during this album, talk about how they were there with her during her lowest point. Thus, Call It What You Want has lines like, my castle crumbled overnight. I brought a knife to a gunfight, essentially saying like how she was at like the top of her career and that all came crashing down eventually and not being well prepared for all the drama that went on summer of 2016. There's also the line, all the jokers dressing up as kings, which is a very clear jab at Mr. West. And then there's the last song on the album called New Year's Day, which isn't obviously like talking about everything um it was like the least obvious one talking about all of the stuff that went down but this is art and i interpret it differently and i overanalyze everything so the song talks about like the people that are still there when the party's over now if the 1989 era was the party with like her all of the highly publicized friendships and like highly and like very public events, her constantly being interviewed and everything, then the reputation era is when the party's over. Us, like there were barely any interviews or public outings during the era. She was quote unquote at the lowest point of her era, of her career, even though she like sold out a whole stadium tour. And this song's essentially like a thank you to anyone that stuck by her, that stuck by her side during this point in her life and everything. So Reputation Era is essentially like when the party's over. So there's a lot we can learn about this era. First of all, how to have the comeback of a century. The album also teaches you that you don't owe anyone your forgiveness. She was very unapologetic during this era and was like, no, no, this is what happened and would tell her side of the story, which is something else that like the album teaches you how it's fine to tell your side of the story if you've been wronged. You have a voice, use it. You don't need to walk around people's feelings. Album also really teaches you to stop being a people pleaser. After this album was released, she stopped worrying so much about like being politically neutral and pleasing the public during the lover era which is the next album she like embraced politics and everything and like actually talked about her views on matters uh, like what she did during previous years because she wasn't allowed to and people she worked with and she was was scared and she was scared so she didn't care anymore she was like i'm not gonna walk around people's feelings anymore and that's something that people can learn about it's like not being a people pleaser and not allowing yourself to be walked all over is also a very important lesson for young women and girls to know just because of like misogyny in our society this episode's being recorded may of 2022 well um when like currently reproductive rights are under attack and if there's like anything you could get away from this album and also just like women in the music industry in general is to be unapologetic and speak on important matters and everything the album shows you that it's fine to take charge of the story also the supreme court needs to get its crap together the whole episode without even talking about my hoodie generally on this podcast we talk about like the hoodie we're wearing because it is called the hoodie club even though 
we came up with that name on a whim, we being me and my co-host Parker. Um, so I'm wearing a black, like a all black Puma hoodie. I thought it was fitting because we're going with Taylor's like darker album. So I kind of wore a black hoodie because didn't have any Taylor merch. She's also like re-releasing her music now, which makes me very excited. The single, um, she dropped another single for the 1989 re-recording, which I think is going to happen next. That makes me happy. Uh, the singles, This Love, one of my favorite songs of, off of 1989. Anyways, thank you so much for watching this episode. We talked about how Taylor Swift successfully reinvented herself and took control of the false narrative that was created for her and how that can teach you about taking charge of your own story. To watch more episodes of this series and just like listen to and watch other fun videos and podcasts, go to fhntoday.com. Until then, I'm Rio and thanks for watching.